Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Instant analysis time after, oh, mama, a 42-38 Miami Dolphins over Baltimore Ravens victory. I'm here with, obviously, the boys, Banks, RDT. RDT driving to a softball game in his uniform. What an absolute what an absolute stud he is, jumping on his hey, headphones. Black hey, was at out. the – Black was at the bank. I was in the bars in, in Baltimore. So we all have a different perspective of this one. And I'll just say this. I, I don't know how long we're going to go here for different circumstances. One of the worst Ravens losses I can remember in a really long time for a variety of reasons. Just an absolute collapse. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. I think for the, for the most part, and I think you guys would agree with me, we are pretty positive on this show about a variety of things in terms of the teams in the city. That was a joke. I mean, you cannot lose that game. You simply cannot. To a Tunga Vailoa, and I'm partial to the Tunga Vailoa family as a Talia Stan for the Terps, throws six touchdown passes against the Ravens in M&T Bank Stadium to come back and beat what was a virtuoso, for the most part, Lamar Jackson performance. I mean, the fourth down, he didn't get in the fourth quarter. Certainly it plays a part in the game, but there it shouldn't even come to that in terms of regulation. It should have at least been overtime. I, I don't know if there's much else to say besides that. It's a trash loss. It's a totally trash loss. This team should be 2-0, and and I, I, I haven't looked at the conjecture after the game from John Harbaugh, but he's got to be devastated. It's, it's a bad loss. There's just no other way to say it. There's no sugarcoating it. It's really hard to sugarcoat, and I'm, I'm coming in – uh, coming in real hot from the bank, and and we we hit record. And as you were just kind of doing your intro there, I was just trying to catch up on all the statistics. I mean, I saw the statistics in the top left corner of the bank. I mean, I'm in section five twenty eight. I'm about the thirty five yard line in the upper deck. Very good vantage point. Everything going on. Um, I mean, that's just a football game that the Ravens had complete and total utter control of, and it was just a matter of getting it to the finish line. Now, as I'm speaking at this moment, I just saw the quarter by quarter scoring. 28 to 3 is the fourth quarter scoring. 28 to 3. 28 points given up in any quarter is embarrassing. It's a joke. I mean, I'm I'm befuddled. Um I I I'll go as far to say as I counted my chickens on this one because Tua and the Miami offense, I mean, they were able to move the ball against us for the first three quarters of the game, but it was all 12-yard slants, everything in, everything out, like just nothing that was down the field. And then somehow we just lost – we lost the plan. I mean, we just completely lost our way in terms of just the very singular focus of don't let Waddle and Hill behind us. Simple as that. That is – that was the entire defensive game plan in my eyes. and. We did a great job of that for two or three quarters. There were a couple of mislaps there, but like it is what it is, and we can handle that. But it became a consistency. It was a joke. And we also had the pass rush in the first quarter or so disappeared, absolutely disappeared in the second half. Um, really, really frustrating loss. Uh, it's I'm trying to find some silver linings in here, and they do exist. It's just really hard to see them and feel them when that's the way that the game went. It's really, really frustrating to lose a game like that, especially at home. It's, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine, again, a team. I, I mean, the offense, I thought the offense was great. I thought Lamar was, he was nearly perfect. He had a perfect passer rating, I think, two, three quarters. Like that. And, and I mean, 
I don't, again, like you mentioned the fourth down um, that he didn't get other than that. I thought he played, I, I thought the 79 yard touchdown, I thought that was the stamp. I thought that was the nail in the coffin. It, it takes, it takes all of the air and any momentum that the dolphins thought they had going into the fourth quarter, throw it out. You, I mean, that's, that should be a backbreaking moment and going, you know, this is done. I, I mean, I thought Andrews played really well. I, obviously, Bateman. Bateman was in, was awesome in that, you know, in the first half. Um, and this, it goes back to what we talked about last year. Like you said, the chunk plays on defense. You can't let Tua get – I mean, you can't let Tyree get behind you. That That's the one rule. And I get it's tough for Peters coming back his first game, you know, you know, having to cover Tyreek. You, you got – you can't – you just can't let that happen. I mean – like you said, they, I thought they did a really good job in the first half. Waddle was getting his yards, but they were just basically extended handoff. They, they were screens. They were just little dink passes, and he was getting chunks, but it's because he's a great athlete and he was getting some yak. But it's like it, – it, and I don't know when Marlon went out, but I was seeing those tweets like Marlon's on the sideline, Marlon's on the sideline, and that's kind of when it seemed like the Dolphins' offense was getting something and getting going. And, I mean – egg on all our faces because all we said you know last week was hey if you get into his face as he'll throw a pick early which he did you know he looks rattled I thought I had a great analogy in the group chat saying the second the game starts he looks like a kid whose parent left him in the grocery store line and said they had to go pick up something else he looks scared he looks out of place and he doesn't and he looks like he didn't know what to do and I thought that's what was going to happen in that first quarter after the way the Ravens started and then the interception and then he threw another interception it's like I was just waiting for it to fall apart for the Dolphins and all the credit in the world to that coaching staff and the players because they easily could have just tucked their tails and gone, all right, well, you know, this is not our day. And I mean, they came, they balled out in that fourth quarter. That was, that was unbelievable. I was still waiting on, on Tua to be Tua and I thought he was going to throw a pick. You know, I was, I, I told Taylor before we got on, I was waiting for OA to jump up and kind of tee sizzle one out of the air, you know, on the goal line. Um, I mean, that, that was a shocking, shocking game from, from again, my point of view. My, my it was 35 14 with 26 seconds to go in the third quarter. Like, I don't care who's playing cornerback. And I agree with you. You know, you know, they obviously have a lot of, def, you know, injuries there and guys are coming in and out and all those different things. You have to figure out a way to close that game. I mean, there is just no excuse at all. I mean, Talia Tungabailoa, or excuse me, Tua. Jeez, I'm thinking about Talia. Shout out to the Terps. Big win against SMU last night. I'm thinking of Talia. I say Talia so much. It's hard to say Tua. I mean, Tua is a talented guy. There's no doubt about it. But in the NFL at this point, he has never had a game even close to this. 469 yards, six touchdowns. And Jalen Waddell is clearly special. We know that Tyreek Hill is special. He's killed the Ravens on other occasions. So there are two special guys on the outside for him to work with. But that guy has never had this type of success. And for them to not get one stop against him at the, at one point in the game to put the game away is insane. I think you can also make a case that they were trying to put the game away. I, I don't remember the time of the game. You know, Lamar goes for it on fourth down and two. He doesn't get there. That probably puts the game away if they make it. There'll probably be a lot of talk about that. Maybe if they kick a field goal from there, if they punt, maybe the game is different. But you have to find one time to stop Tua Tungabailoa, who has had no success in the NFL at a high level to at some point in the game. You have to stop him. As you said, RDT, I mean, I don't even know if it's worth talking about Lamar Jackson. He was unbelievable in this game. He did everything they could ask. Throws for you know I don't have I'm, I'm two two eighty two something it's, I think it's three no it's three hundred eighteen yards three yeah. touchdowns one hundred nineteen yards twenty one and twenty nine 
He was perfect. You have to win that game. You have to find a way to win that game. It's absolutely indescribable for the Ravens to win this game. I sat there with Miami turned it over two times. The Ravens didn't even turn it over. It's the broadcast view, like the all 22 overhead broadcast view to like Tua did not make a single special throw amongst those throws. They were all just there. I mean, he was accurate. You have to give him credit for that. He threw a lot of good slants, in routes, all those things within 15 yards. And you got to give him credit for that. But like they're accurate, but. He didn't have to make a challenging throw downfield. Everything that he got downfield was given. It was wide open. You can't have that. And I wrote in this blog this morning, Banks Breakdown, what are the three things we need to do to win? It was, number one, keep Jalen Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill in front of us. They went each. Each of them caught 11 balls, 171, 190, two touchdowns each. You can't have that. They each had touchdowns of 59 and 60 yards. It's a very simple formula. When you have safeties, you just can't let it happen. It's unacceptable. It just can't happen. And it's not like the offense or the Dolphins is going to do a lot of damage to you underneath. And even if they do with a three-touchdown lead, you can't let them get over top of you. You can let them have everything they want underneath. Everything. Everything. And you can put trust in your offense, although they faltered a bit in the fourth quarter, you should have trust in your offense to go back and and do their thing with the understanding that everything they get underneath, they're going to kill time with all the dinks and dunks. It's going to happen. That's how you get a game like that to the finish line, and they just didn't let it happen. They just let guys have their way over top. It's just so frustrating and unacceptable, and it's like I'm trying to find – some silver lining or some parallels or something like this feels almost like week four Cleveland 2019, where it was like, you know, Earl Thomas taking a bad route and then just stopping to run on a long Nick Chubb touchdown. Just like, I'm just trying to look at it from a perspective of like, this, hey, but this, this was, this was embarrassing, but it's also fixable. Like it's the a silver lining, the silver like, lining, yeah. the silver lining is last week we complained about the sharpness of the offense and Lamar Jackson looked like an all pro. So good, so good. That's Take the silver lining. Lamar Jackson didn't play all in the preseason. About Lamar He's got this right contract now. situation. We talked and oh. talked and talked. He looked fine last week. Made a couple of good throws. We talked about the sharpness. We talked about the fact that he kind of got it going late, and he was tremendous in this game. I don't care that he doesn't get the fourth and two in the fourth quarter that maybe ends the game. I don't care. He's already done enough to win the game. We talk about how there's team wins and team losses and every, you know, whatever the cliches that everything's a team loss. That is a defensive loss. That's just the bottom line. The offense did everything. They touchdown, and then the offense was awesome the rest of the way. 547 547 yards. 547 yards from a Tua, and this is not a shot at Tua, but I'm just saying this this is not, and he's got different weapons. Tyreek and Jalen are great. 547 yards on offense. It's and Mike McDonald, who was the bell of the ball last week and has been the bell of the ball at training camp as a young defensive coach, has been thrown right into the fire here. And there's no doubt about it. This is a just a gigantic failure from his unit. And yes, 
there are injuries for sure. There's guys like, you know, and Pepe Williams had a nice game, had a, you know, played well. Marcus Williams had a nice game. Like, you have to figure out a way to get one stop in the fourth quarter. All they needed was one to win the game, and they couldn't get it against a quarterback that at this point in his career, jokes are made about because of his inability or ability to get things done at any point in the game. Like, like, that is an inexcusable performance in the fourth quarter from a Ravens team at home, at home that was in full control of the game. We obviously at times do the job of finding positives and, and Lamar and Bateman and Mark Andrews are clearly the positives. They need the running backs back. There continues to be no, no juice from the running backs in, in this game. They need JK Dobbins. They need Gus Edwards. But this is a game you have to win, and this is a defense that has to answer for the the inability inefficiencies, inability to win the game at the end. Lamar Jackson did all he can do, and that's your silver lining. So Lamar Jackson, once again, looked like an MVP type of player in this game. It's a disgusting loss. It's one of the worst Ravens losses I can remember, honestly, in like the last six, seven years. It's just disgusting. It's just such a bad loss. It's honestly it's, just walking out of there and not hearing other people's opinions, but just the vibe. Like a lot of people were as down, downtrodden, I guess, walking out of the stadium, but it was just like deflated. Um, but I didn't hear the griping, but you're absolutely right. The I think I it's shock. Thanks. I think it's shock. I just it don't think shock, it, I, it was I shock. I still watch it. It's just shocking. I just don't think people were. I'm sure they're griping now. I just think if you're walking out of Dolphins, that stadium and I wasn't there, it's just shocking. It's a shocking loss. Dolphins fans were having their way in terms of finding each other, celebrating, which that's what happens every time you lose on the road, especially in a shocking fashion the way that it was. And then they have every right to do that. Like my roommate. He's out at the bars right now having a great time. He's a Dolphins fan. He earned that. Oh, Kyle. He didn't earn it, but, like, fuck. I'm looking – so I'm looking up, like, all-time statistics, and, of course, these are season-long statistics versus, you know, one game, but the Ravens gained 8.8 yards per play today. 8.8. I don't know that people have the context to understand what that means, but the NFL record for most yards gained per play for an entire season is 6.98 by the greatest show on turf. They beat out the Kansas City Chiefs of the 2018, who's 6.84. 8.8 yards per play is an elite, elite performance by an offense, and it all went to waste. You've got the Dolphins, meanwhile, today with 7.9 yards per play, also. I, you would call it an elite performance by them. But like I said, it, everything was given to them. Like, we didn't challenge them on all the plays that there were big splash plays by them. They were just easy to be had. Like, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill were open by 15 yards on some of these touchdowns. You just can't have those kind of collapses. You can't have it. The Ravens had a special teams touchdown, got three touchdown passes from Lamar Jackson, a rushing touchdown from Lamar Jackson, and didn't win. touchdown. And didn't win. I mean, four total touchdowns for Lamar, a special teams return touchdown, and didn't win. And two it's, turnovers. It's a sh- and and they got they didn't turn it over, and Miami turned it over twice. It is two, my, to two. They they had one penalty for five yards. One penalty for five yards. They played a super clean game from a from a discipline standpoint in terms of penalties and such. Thing in the statute here says the Ravens should have run this. Just won this game in a romp, and they didn't. 
I mean, except for the except for the total offensive yards, which which the Miami yeah, just racked it up at the end of the game. We've had I think fifty four plays in both of our games these last two weeks. It's I I mean my my breakdown pregame was Chief you said you, and Bench, you talked us. about good. It was um. I'm I'm losing my train of thought here for a second. Um, I'll just say while you're thinking, seven point nine yards per play for the Dolphins, eight point eight yards play for the Ravens. Like that is, I mean, it's just I look at the doesn't even count the special teams touchdown. I watched every turnover either, and it's a shot. It's just a stunning defeat in every single way. Stunning and. And we talk about the Ravens long-term. And, yes, this could be 100% like Cleveland a couple of years ago. You recover from this. You rip off however many in a row. But this is a game the Ravens got to win. You've got to beat – the Dolphins the might be good. Thin. There's only one yeah. team that gets you gotta that first win. nowadays. you got to win this game at home. you got to win this game at home. You just have to. You ha- you're up three touchdowns. You have to win. And they know oh, that. No. I mean, I'm, we're not telling anybody. No one's from the sh- teams list. This, but it's just like I, I, I walked back to do this. And normally, I'm thinking like normally, I, as I said, normally I feel like we spin this in a hey, let's not panic, blah blah. And this isn't a panic situation. It is just a shocking, deflating, ridiculous loss. That if you're a great team, you don't lose this game. And yes, it's week two, and they can become. Uh, hopefully, I look. We look back at this with with you know laughs and whatever. But I was walking back to do this. I have just not taken my sunglasses off. I don't want my face to be associated with that game. Don't don't look at my eyes. Don't do it. Yeah. How many how many pass attempts did, did Tua have too? Fifty on the number. So if thirty six for fifty for four sixty nine, six touchdowns and two interceptions. And Lamar ended up with how many attempts? Like twenty twenty one of twenty nine for three eighteen and three TDs. So going going oh. into this game, if someone would have said, "Hey, guess what? Tua throws the ball fifty times and Lamar throws it twenty nine, you're thinking, "Oh, this game is I think, this game I think is done." By the way, I think it's a three touchdown win, which is where exactly where the Ravens were at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That was the game. I, <laughs> I saw people being like, and again, I mean, everyone was thinking it. They said Lamar's going to play two and a half quarters. Like it's going to suck because he's not going to get his stats because he was going to get you know he was going to play the entire fourth. Obviously, again, that was early on before halftime. But yeah, I mean, it's. I, again, I'm I'm just I'm echoing what you guys did. It's shock. My, it was shocking. Just shocking. My roommates sitting next to me, they're just like rooting for drives for the Dolphins, just to be like, just make it interesting, you know, just make it an interesting game, you know, make them sweat a little bit. And I'm I'm like, hey, what's the harm? I guess like I want to squash you guys, but whatever. But that's the fucking way it went. So back to what I was saying about what my three keys were to this freaking game. My number one, Lamar needs to be decisive and get the ball out quick. He did that wonderfully. He didn't get sacked at all. He got back in the pocket. The clean pockets that he had were the best I've seen from him in a long time. That's why I'm, like, a little bit encouraged. Those are the silver linings I'm trying to find here moving forward because the offense hummed. I mean, the offense absolutely hummed, and we ran in a couple of those fourth downs that were the kind of, like, you say fluky, it's something to work on and something to be better about, but like the type of just like frustrating fourth down stops, especially when we were there on the goal line, they called a touchdown for Lamar and then we kind of fumbled the snap on the fourth down and everything. Like those things are are not in the course of normal business, if you will, to take an accounting term. Like we move the ball efficiently, regularly, awesome. Like we should like look at that and we should be walking away from this win being like, 
oh my god, what a great performance on the offense, but it's completely soiled by this joke of a performance in the second half by the offense. My step number two was keep Tyreek Hill and Waddle in front of them, just like I said. And I've talked enough about that already. Everybody who watched the game knows exactly what I'm talking about that. And my number three thing was score first. You got to score first against the Dolphins so we can control the game. And we did that. We had control of the game. We had that control of the game, like, throughout until we just completely pissed down our leg. So, like, I don't know what more, like, a team needs in order to just go out and win a game and, you know, win it convincingly. But all the pieces were there until they weren't. It just completely faltered, and it's so frustrating that I'm sitting here. We're one-on-one. It's not the end of the world, but there's a lot of good pieces, and there's a lot of things to work on, and I'm trying to find a way to be optimistic about the fact that all the things we're doing or all the things we're failing at are potentially correctable because, I mean, Marcus Peters played, like, pretty much the entire game. He's a bit rusty. Marlon Humphrey, I guess, was in and out of the game. Um, thankful that he played today, but you know, is what it is. Marcus won two interceptions. We haven't even mentioned that. He's got three picks already in the two games, but he, you know, Kyle Hamilton kind of lost an assignment there for one of the big touchdowns. Marcus Williams, you know, he's back there too. He, he should probably be held accountable to some degree on, on what happened there. And, um, I, I mean, defense, Mike McDonald, I don't know. Like he's just, it's so early in his tenure, but. You got to go to the drawing board here. Look at stuff. Look at yourself in the mirror and figure something out. Because if Tua is going to do that against you when you've got a lead, imagine what's going to happen when insert NFL quarterback here is the guy in the same situation. I don't think I need to say anything else. Like, already see anything or anybody else. Like, anybody else is going to make it look even worse. Yeah. Normally, I'd say, you know, good luck coming to, you know, going against Belichick next week. But I think the Patriots, I don't know who won that game today, them or the Steelers, but I think the Patriots stink. So again, it's like you, the Ravens could win. Ravens Pats could win next the Steelers week. Suck. Well, yeah, I think yeah. we're going to win but by again, five like, touchdowns, but well, I still that, won't feel good about it. But then again, but you look at it, all right, now we're two and one going into the game. I, you know, again, the Bills game, which is going to be a big game, but you could still be right there. And again, I mean, I don't know. It depends on how the Bengals do. I know when I left, they were not doing well. The Browns choked a, a bad one. Bengals away today are down 14-3 to so. the Cowboys in the second quarter. So again, looking at the whole division, it's like it's not all bad yet. It's not. It's nothing is really lost yet. It was. It, it, it sucks because you haven't made up the ground that you you haven't gained the ground that you thought you were going to get when you looked at the schedule to start. Because again, I think everyone had this scheduled at least a three and zero, two and one start, which. It seems like they could still be on their way there. Yeah, I think, I think, look, I think Banks summed up feelings there pretty well. And I don't think we need to dwell on this too much longer. I'll say two things here and then we can, we can go to some final thoughts. I agree, RDT. There's nothing, there's, there's, you know, it's so early that you can't even almost dwell on the standings because you're going to play all these teams in the divisions. So you have the ability to peg them back and, and, and win it that way. So that doesn't even really matter. I think that the the takeaway is that, you know, this Ravens team that I think last year we were hoped to get away, we hoped to kind of move on from some of the defensive, you know, inabilities to, like, keep anybody in front of you. I mean, this felt so much at the end, like Cincinnati early in the season last year, where 
you know, Joe Burrow in this case too, or just were throwing the ball wherever they wanted. And there was just little to no resistance. And I understand that there's secondary issues, but eventually you have to make a stop and, and, and win this game. And on the other side, it just sucks to waste such an amazing Lamar Jackson singular performance with really no running game besides himself. But those guys, I, no disrespect to Kenyon Drake and no disrespect to Mike Davis. There's nothing there right now. Just self. I feel like there were. I feel like you can be perfectly comfortable disrespecting. There's nothing there. There's just nothing. nothing. They have nothing. And, nothing. and 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 that's fine. And that's we kind of knew that, but and that's fine. So it's going to take J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming back to make that running game better. But 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 Lamar Jackson put that offense on his back all day. You know. Good games from Mark Andrews. A good game from Rashad Bateman, who can oh, I think if through two weeks has there's, there's just such an elite is that, is, slant he is, just ran. Is, that that was is an Odell Beckham twenty fifteen slant. That's a slant. Rashad Bateman is a top tier guy. Rashad Bateman is elevating himself hundred percent. It's a stunning. It's just a stunning loss, and um, I think one that we will see. And 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 I'll sum it up in two in two two. Jameis and Hensley tweets. The Ravens became the first NFL team in 12 years to lose a game in which they led by 21 or more points in the fourth quarter. From 2011 to 2022, teams were 711-0 and leading by 21 or more points in the fourth quarter. Sure. John Harbaugh. Harbaugh told his players the story will be how they respond to this. 100%. We'll see what happens. We'll yeah. it's I, thought Greg, I thought Greg Roman called an unbelievable game, too. I mean, that players by Where? Mark Andrews, nobody expected that, but that was an awesome little sneaky in yep. his back kind of play. But it's such a small thing that means nothing when you lose the football game. Like, yep. we should be sitting here talking about all the fun things that they did on offense. And they, no, there's nothing to be said about it because we fucking lost. Well said. Ravens lose 42 38. We'll be back this week for the normal show. I'm sure there will be more conjecture about this game. Um, I think there's talk to be had about what this secondary looks like at this point that we thought was going to be a strength. And through two games, fine against Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco threw four TDs today, by the way. Um, Not good today. Um, They obviously need to be better. Uh, I would agree with you, RDT, that this Pats game feels like a bit of a make-good game. They do not seem like they're good at all. This division, the AFC North, may just not be as good as we thought it was at all. I don't know if any. I want to smoke. Are. I want to smoke the Pats and then just get teed up for that Bills game. For I the Bills so game, bad. I think that's the place Bills to Bengals, go. Back-to-back weeks at home, both games at home. That is the get-right two-week opportunity in front of us. But step one, just smother Pats at home. Perfectly said. You can follow RDT at E D I T T I twenty two. By the way. We'll talk about it Tuesday or Wednesday. The Orioles are done. But what do you mean follow- they won today? Huge done. win. They look done. They look done. I'm sorry. They look done. Eric, they look done to me. And that's why that's called a that's called a tease in the business. You can follow Don't Banks at Bar- you can follow Banks at <laughs> you can follow Banks at Barcel Banks. You can follow me at Darcy Ten. We will talk about oh. the Orioles on Tuesday or Wednesday. We haven't determined a time. We will talk about the Ravens again. I will not lash out at RDT. RDT, what a softball game, big dog. How about that? Tater Town, we need two tonight. Tater Town needs two. Doubleheader. We'll be back this week for the regular show. Ravens lose 42-38. That was the instant analysis. Exit to podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.
Shoot.